Oh. And like, don't listen to that voice inside that's like, hey, you can't do this. Yeah. What are you doing? You're not an athlete. You're just a little girl. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like you're going to yeah, run doubt. through Bear like, and Crest in Montana. Yep. Like, yeah, right. What are you going to do? Like, <laughs> no, you're not. Like, it's like, no, I'm not listening to that. And like, I just listen to like the more quieter, bigger voice on the inside that's like, you're limitless. Like, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Make it epic. Do good. And like, just like dominate whatever you do. Yeah. And have fun while you do it and invite other people along the way. Because when you can share that mindset with other people, you're like making the world a better place. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Mountain Tough Podcast. We are so glad you're here and we love seeing you guys come back week after week to listen to these episodes. It's our goal to bring you inspiring guests week after week to help you live a more abundant life. Thanks for being here, and thanks for helping us become the top mental toughness podcast in the country. As always, we don't run ads on the Mountain Tough podcast. All that we ask, if these episodes are helping you transform your life, please take a second and share them with others. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review in the podcast store of your choice. Those reviews mean a ton to us, and we love seeing those messages come through. There's been a lot going on at the Bozeman Lab. It's been a busy time of year as everyone has been cranking, getting ready for September 1st. September 1st kicks off the majority of our hunting season here in Montana. So it's a busy season getting rifles, bows, gear, and equipment ready. But in the lab, we also have been busy producing Sandbag 20. So we teamed up with the guys over at GORUCK to bring you a specific Mountain Tough sandbag program. It's a four-week sandbag program that is five days a week for four weeks. It does progress, and all you need is just a few pieces of simple gear. This program is a game changer. We tested all the workouts here in the lab, and if you haven't done sandbag-specific training, there is really nothing like it to take your functional fitness to a whole new level. So if you've been with Mountain Tough for a while and you've been training with us for a while in the app, maybe instead of going into your in-season program this year, take a second and definitely check out Sandbag 20. The workouts in that program are phenomenal, and you can do them anywhere on the road as you're traveling to these hunts. This program can be done inside or outside. Shifting gears into today's episode, today's episode is an insane inspiring story. Weston, the Mountain Tough head of business development, sits down with Becca Boylan. Becca Boylan has been a Mountain Tough athlete historically. She helped us actually in the lab get the MGD product off the ground. So all you MGD athletes out there may have seen Becca. She was an athlete in that program in the very beginning. But she then transitioned and went and did a crazy life-changing story. What Becca did is Becca actually ran across the entire state of Montana. So she ran 475 miles across the state of Montana, and she did that to bring awareness to cancer after going through a cancer experience with her mother. This story is wild. What Becca did is pretty inspiring. It's a story you're not going to want to miss as Weston sits down to learn more about why Becca did this and what she learned through the whole process. So stand by 
for Weston's conversation with Becca. Thanks for coming in, Becca. Yeah. It's really awesome to have you here for sure. Um, you did dailies a while back too. Um, so we knew you from there. Yeah. Our dailies. Some people will probably remember you from those too. But back in your strength training days, um, <laughs> <laughs> you you have been on a really wild adventure. Um, you you ran across Montana. I did, yeah. I did. So I <laughs> cool. Like like literally just to fathom. A lot of times too, it's like people say they're going to do something and it's like, oh, I want to do that. I wish I could do that. But you like legitimately ran across the state of Montana. Yeah, I did it. So. I, I ran the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, holy smokes. <laughs> so, so starting, starting way up north, right? Yeah. Canadian I started border. in Eureka, Montana, which yep. is next to the Canadian border. Okay. And then I ran on mostly highways, two lane highways yeah. to Whitefish and to Kalispell. And then yep. I ran down through the Sealy Swan Valley. So from like Salmon Lake to Sealy Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. And then I ran from there, I ran to Orvando, which is super beautiful. Yeah. Then I went through the back roads and ran to Avon, okay. another like small two lane highway. <laughs> and then from Avon to Cardwell, Cardwell to yes. Norris, Norris to Ennis, Ennis to Cameron, Cameron to the Idaho state line. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that That is incredibly fast for you to explain that, but... Um, <laughs> It, it took a little while. How long did it take it, you? Um, so since the start of the project or since like the run. Let's go start. a run. Yeah. So then the we'll run talk itself, about the project. I started on June 14th and I ended on July 10th. So, okay. so just, I think 26 days, 25 days total of running. Dang. Well, yeah, of the project. And I only ran for 19 of those days. Okay. So yeah, okay. the whole run was 475 miles um, in 19 days of running, which comes out to be like 24 miles a day. 24 miles a day. Yeah. What's it like to wake up on day three after having run <laughs> two days of 24 miles and wake up on day three and run again? Because I can't really fathom that. I think like there's an adjustment period for sure. Mm-hmm. So like the third day was hard and difficult. Yeah. The worst part of it was like maybe day seven because you wake okay. up and you're like, you're totally mentally fatigued. Your adaptation hasn't came, like hasn't happened yet. Yep. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I doing this? This yeah. is insane. Like I'm tired. Like this, I, I don't want to be running anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I ran a lot of the run alone solo. So okay. some days I had a pacer with me um, and I always had a crew with me, but they were usually yeah. like 20 miles down the road. Okay. So they dropped me off and I'd run five hours to them or whatever. Yep. yep. And so it was a lot of like mental, like, why am I doing this? Like, dang, come on, Becca. Why, why did like, you think what, this up? <laughs> what is the reason <laughs> yeah. to, um, that's day, like day seven, mm-hmm. difficult to like, yeah, you hit that lull, I would assume yeah. then. And then you came out of it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it was around like day 10, I kind of like realized that I kind of found my groove yeah. and I finally figured out what was working for me crew wise. So one of the huge logistical pro- like problems with this run was yep. the running was the easy part. Yeah. Like the difficulty was the logistics of crewing and having two crewing vehicles and multiple different people crewing me. Okay. So I had friends and family. Yeah. So the first person to start crewing me was my sister and her three-year-old daughter. Yeah. And we're in a van and you're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And she like, can't read a map. We don't have service. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that hard. There's only one road. It's a straight shot. It's, there's one road <laughs> up here, Savannah. Just drop me off and like, take me like, yeah. and you'll find me later. Yeah. Um, 
And by day 10, I had finally kind of found my stride and you just wake up and you're like, oh man, like, let's do this. Let's go. And all of a sudden that pain and the struggle that you've experienced on like day seven is it's not better and it's not away, but you're more comfortable with it. Okay. It's not diminished, but you just get Mm -hmm. comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once I figured that out, it it was honestly pretty easy and like, dang, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like just roll, roll into another 24 mile day. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it was like, I mean, I'm in my home state, I'm running through Montana. I'm mm-hmm. doing something I've spent, you know, 10 months of planning to do. Yeah. And, and I'm loving it, you yeah. know, and I'm running through all these towns and cities that I've planned to run through and I'm looking up at the sky and I'm looking at the clouds and mm-hmm. I'm listening to some good music and I'm having a blast yeah. because you're like, I get to be outside or running through the state of Montana. Like, how cool is this? And so in a way, like the run itself, it was like kind of duplicitous where it was like sucking energy from me and like really physically hard Mm -hmm. and mentally really hard. And I had a lot of mental fatigue, but at the same time running itself was filling me back up and like, like pouring some into the tank for me. Yeah. Cause that's just what running is for me. Is it, it gives back to me. So. Oh yeah. You, you, but you have to go through that period of time too. Like, yes, there, it's not instant, no. right? Like it's going to take a bit of time before you start recognizing yeah. that it is filling the cup. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just to have legs to be able to run <laughs> that many miles <laughs> over that many days consistently <laughs> is yeah. It's really, really wild. Um, for me, but seeing those places too, like you're, you're in those communities. I'm sure people are like driving by wondering what in the world yeah. too. Um, and you get to share in just this like Montana experience that so many people, you know, never get to yeah. see yeah. too. Yeah. Like I ran oh, into wow. Orvando and there was like a group of like, Orvando's the coolest little town, but there's a group of like seven old men, like outside the general store. And yeah. I like ran in and I'm like in running shorts, a sun hoodie, with a running belt and a can of bear spray, you know, and, and I'm probably the youngest person they've seen there in like yes. 10 years or something. And I walk in and I'm buying like an ice cream bar and they're like, are you out for a run? Are you lost? And I was like, oh no, I'm running though. I'm running. They're like, I'm running to like Avon. They're like, what? You're like, yeah. Like I, I started in Canada and like the look in their eyes was just like, what? What are what? you doing? And it's just, yeah. Um, but I don't think running 24 miles a day, and I mean this like with true yeah. like humility, I guess, but yeah. I don't think it's that difficult. Yeah. I think a lot of people could do it if they wanted to. Yep. And I think we just tell ourselves we can't mm-hmm. and we're limited by time and we limit ourselves with like the little man inside yeah. of us. Yeah. And cause you can, you can walk 25 miles a day if you really had to. Oh, totally. So yeah. And like, I only ran for six hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like- there's 18 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. I can sleep for another six or eight hours. Recover. Recover. I'm yeah. fully recovered. Like yeah. I'm not doing like this ultra run where I'm like depleting my sleep and like, yep. Yep. although I, on day 23, I did hallucinate, but that's like a <laughs> whole different story, but. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that for sure. But I think like 24 miles a day, the, the, if you think about it, the barrier to that is mental. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can totally walk seven hours a day. Yeah. Just no go problem. set out. Yeah. Just go slow walk. and steady. Yep. And the only thing that's going to stop you is one running out of sunlight yeah. and, and mentally, if you can't keep it together. Yeah. 
So, yeah. yeah. Just keep on, keep on that path. It's yeah. like, I, I've heard it a lot too. It seems to be really common in the running space when people hear that you run, if they knew who you, what, you know, what you did or, yeah. you know, not that you're touting it, but they'll, they'll say, I can never do that. And I like instantly, I'm just like, yes, you could. Yeah, you totally you could. You could do any of this. Yeah. I guarantee you anybody can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I could do it, anybody can do yeah. it. Like, and I mean yeah. that like wholeheartedly. Like I'm, I had two 50K races under my belt. Mm-hmm. Like it was the rut and like the whitefish 50K. Mm-hmm. And I was wrecked after both of those races, like yes. nauseous for three days, like could barely walk. Like, yeah. and I trained, you know, and I was like, man, but if you look at what running across the state is, is it's a lot of long, slow days of running mm-hmm. and the mental challenge is the true challenge because yeah. you can put one foot in, in front of the other all day, Yeah, you know, and you know, if you train right and like do the right strength and the right mobility and go at the right pace, Mm -hmm. you won't get injured. And if you can avoid that then the true challenge becomes like this mental aspect of it. And yeah, I, I'm just really grateful that I got to like push myself to there. And I'm just so happy that, I mean, hopefully people are inspired by it and I'm grateful for the people that have told me they are because I think we're all so much more powerful than we think we are. Oh, it's such, yeah. <laughs> like the just going on a journey, any journey, like whatever it is, it's like what you learn from it yeah. more than anything. Yeah. And running as a gateway to learning this yes. about yourself. I'm like, it's, we have to go back. We have to go talk about the process because it's not like you, yes, you could set out and walk for 24 miles today. Yes. But in order to do something like this, there is a training program, a process yeah. that you put in place. Yeah. When did you start yeah. training for this? Um, so I came up with the idea to run like maybe a year ago. Okay. And I wanted to do it for my mom's cancer mm-hmm. and leukemia and find a physical challenge that matched the mental an emotional challenge her yes. cancer was for me. Yep. And in a way, kind of right the wrongs of spending a year in an ICU and a bone mm-hmm. marrow transplant unit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what better than running, which I love yes. through my home state of Montana, which I also love. Yep. And like kind of doing it as like a statement of identity and doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and there's so much, there's so many other reasons why, but yeah. that was like the initial like concept and um, so I started training. I started drawing stuff on maps, started getting some like mapping apps and like going mm-hmm. through stuff. And um, and then I was doing strength training with you guys. Yep. And that was awesome. And I was actually getting faster. I was getting stronger and I was injury free for the most part. Yep. And then I was just burning the candle from both ends and like not sleeping, was overworking myself, like was maybe sleeping three hours a night and yeah. just got... um what we think is overtraining syndrome and mm-hmm. they don't really know what overtraining syndrome is, but it's a combination of like physical injury, uh, high heart rate when you're exertion, yes. like ex- during exertion and um, moodiness or like depression mm-hmm. and, um, sleep issues and yep. like maybe high cortisol. Okay. And I had all of those symptoms in spades. Like <laughs> You're just waking up in the middle of the just night. Just waking like, up, couldn't sleep, yeah, couldn't sleep, couldn't wasn't sleep. drinking coffee, had a severe anxiety, was super depressed, couldn't focus. I'd go out for like a like little tiny like ski skin and yeah. like my heart rate would jump to 175. That's crazy. Yeah, just like yeah. barely doing any work. Just taxed. Yeah, just taxed. I had asthma all of a sudden. I'm not asthmatic. Okay. And all of a sudden I had like this like, 
bronchiospasm, laryngospasm, asthma type things going on. Mm -hmm. And then I got an ITP injury and I've never been injured as a runner my entire life. Like never experienced an injury. And, um, and then had some like pretty bad, like depression and like my whole face broke out and like, I gained like 10 pounds in a month. Just like overtraining syndrome, like your body, your, the adrenals just shot. And you were, you work in the ER I work too, in the ER. so it's yeah. like, there's a, there's a lot of factors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And my schedule, my work schedule, like I, sometimes I'd go to work at 3 PM and stop at 3 AM. Okay. And other times it was 11 AM to 11 PM or 7 AM to 7 PM mm-hmm. or 7 PM to 7 AM. Oh, so there's just no consistent sleep schedule for me. And that's, it's one thing to push your body and pushing your body is not hard. Yeah. But it's when you can't recover that you start to like dig to the bottom of the barrel and, and kind of mm-hmm. like get into the deep reserves and I use them all up. And oh my so, goodness. but it was October and I was like, I have this idea for this run project. And I told you guys about it and maybe like one other person and had a coach. And I just like told my coach, I was like, Hey man, I need, I need two months off. Yeah. And I know I'm supposed to run the state in like eight months, uh-huh. but I need two months off. And so I took two months off, didn't do anything and didn't start training and training until like the middle of January. <laughs> yeah. But you knew you needed to do that though. But I though. knew I needed to do it. And yeah. it was a gamble of, of resting so that I could be better in the long run mm-hmm. and, and hoping that my body was able to adapt in the way I thought it could and, and believing in my body and believing in, you know, how I, how I understood my body yep. as an athlete. Yep. So, yeah. So I only, I trained for like four or five months, January to okay. June. Yeah. Yep. And when I first started, it was like zone two only. Yeah. Like you're up at 5 a.m. in five degrees. Low and slow. Five inches of snow. And you're just like doing 13 minute miles because that's what my heart rate was like. Yeah. So it was like this balance of like, I'm still kind of recovering from overtraining, but I don't want to overdo it. Yeah. um, Training wise. So trying to find a balance where I could start and like ease back in and still recover. Um, Yeah. And like the first... I think the first like two months I only could run like 20 mile a week. Okay. Like pathetic, like so pathetic. Well, like, I mean, you, you, you may think that too, but it's like, <laughs> that's the process of it too. Yeah. Like while you're doing it, you're like, why, why is it not faster? Yeah. Yeah. But you have to trust the process. Yeah. Totally. Too. Yep. Like, oh yeah. Pain, painfully slow. Did you start noticing like with that two months off then like your sleep started coming back, yeah. like mo- moodiness yep. better? Like, yep. That sort of stuff. Yeah, my sleep finally like regulated. Okay. I like lost, like cortisol does crazy insane things to like our body, especially if you're a woman, it just, it, it just changes you. And like that all went away and like, I just felt better. Yeah. Like I wasn't losing my hair, <laughs> like, yeah. you yeah. know, like, um, and life just became really clear again yeah. because I had recovered from that yep. and they don't really know what it is. And I'd love to find out and like. Yeah. It's, it's a mystery right now to like, but it's something that needs, I think needs to be talked about because a lot of athletes, I think, toe the line between overtraining syndrome Mm -hmm. and really like, they really push it there. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. Yeah. And you just think you're not training hard enough. So then your solution is to train harder, which gets you more overtrained. Yep. You're like, no, I I can push. I do think I'm like, Yes, more people are talking about it. There's probably studies going on too about what it is, but like for like a high performing individual, it's really hard to sit still. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's so like frustrating. It, but just to have the like the like the mental strength 
to say no, like, and take two months off yeah. and just let it reset. Yeah. Because two months goes by pretty quickly. Um, if, like, if, if you can run, if sure. you can run, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, the reality, the reality of it is, is like, that's, that is part of the training plan. Yeah. Yes. And I had to see, I had to see it. Like I yep. had to totally figure out in my, in my psychology, how can I, how can I make resting a part of training? Yes. And like, exactly. It was like my job, I am training how to rest and recover right now. Mm-hmm. And I did, I like got all like these like yoga mats and like all these like body rubs and like, you yeah. know, did like all this stuff to recover and make a recovery regimen for my body. Mm-hmm. And then that actually ended up helping me on the run. Cause I had like all these tips and tricks yeah. to keep that, that stress load down Dang. during the run, which is, so in a way it was like very serendipitous. And I don't think I could have finished the run without taking that two months off. Mm-hmm. Not because one, because I needed to recover, but also because it taught me how to recover. Yep which is just as valuable as knowing how to train or knowing how to push or like digging deep and just like, like losing yourself in something. Yep. So like your recovery then, like during the run, how was your recovery during the run? It was so cool. Like, it was were, like, were you crazy sore? Like, no. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how this, I don't know how, I don't know how, and yeah. I need to do another big run so I can figure it out. But <laughs> I was never sore. I'm, I was injury free. Uh huh. I didn't lose a single toenail and I have like no blisters. Dang. And to run, like I like to run, I think I was running 50,000 steps a day, give or take a few. Like Mm -hmm. that is so much mechanical load on the body and your muscles and your, you know, you talk about cellular metabolism stress from running. Yep. And all of that causes like breakdown of the body and causes injury. And mm-hmm. I was never sore. I woke up every day just being like, woohoo, let's go. Like, here we go. <laughs> Your cells are yeah. like, we're, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and, I, and I was actually kind of mad about it because on day seven, when I was having that mental lull, uh-huh. I was like, oh man, I wish I could just like have a rough day and quit. But my body felt great. Yeah. And I was like, well, my body feels great. So that means I should probably just keep running. Yep. And it was kind of frustrating because I was like, Dang it, I just want an excuse not to oh, run and my body wouldn't give it to me. Yeah, like it, the, just flip the scenario. Yeah. Like what it, from what it normally is. And your body's like, no, 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 we're good. Yeah, we're like, good. We got you. Yeah. Versus like, hey, we can't keep up today. And your mind's yeah. like, we're going to do this. Yeah. You know, it was the exact opposite. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> so rad. Like just to, just to be able to be aware of that and in tune with that is like, there's a lot of lessons that running or fitness in general, yeah. like give you so that you can handle these other circumstances that arise. But like that one is really crazy. Like the flip side of it. Yeah. It's like, no, no, like, yeah. let's go. Put, yeah. these sh- put these shoes on. Yeah. And feet. having your body like propel you to do something yeah. and being like, dang it. Okay, <laughs> here we go, I guess. And your mind's like, like, I don't want to do like it. Your, your mind has to catch up to your body at yeah. that point. Yeah. Dang. So cool. Um, For you, like across the state of Montana, obviously it's so, so gorgeous. And you picked a really great time of the year. Um, like all those places, uh, what's it, what was your, what was your favorite place oh in there? Oh my gosh. I'm the like, you, you have to have one. I'm like the whole thing. Yes. But I mean the whole, like, I can tell you my least favorite was like Northern Montana and okay. Sealy Swan. And yeah. the reason being is because you're running on a two lane highway with this corridor of trees yep. and you can't see anything yep. and your satellite phone doesn't work and there's no service. 
and there's logging trucks coming at you yeah. from both directions. <laughs> and you're just like, and there could be a bear or Sasquatch yeah. around any corner. Oh and like, gosh. you just can't see it. And like that, that was the mentally the toughest part because mm-hmm. you're just running and it's just monotonous. And you're just like, oh man, like, I just really like to see some sky. And I'm from like, I'm from Bozeman and yeah. like from Gallatin Gateway and we're used to like this wide open sky. And so yeah. to be in a corridor of trees and I'm terrified of the woods. So <laughs> when I was like 12 years old, I was bow hunting with my dad and we had this bear encounter and like that yep. night and like, yep. it was just really scary. And so ever since then, I've been afraid of the woods. I won't go running through the woods. I'll go run a ridgeline, no problem. Yep. yep. So to run through like bear infested Northern Montana with bear spray and no, no service. Yeah. No sat phone because the trees are so thick it doesn't work. <laughs> and your crew's not there with you. And my you. crew's they're not with me somewhere. because they're 20 miles down the road because, yep. you know, my sister had her three-year-old daughter with her. And I was just like, man, like, this is insane. Becca, what are you doing? Wow. So it was like four hours of being like, calm down. There's no bear. Mm-hmm. Like, calm down. You're okay. Yep. And like, hey, it's all in your head. And if it's not, you're going to be okay. Yep. Like, you're fine. But that was like a true like moment of like trying to like rewire some of that internal wiring since like that yeah, encounter. From the so, time, yeah, yeah, 12 years old. Yeah, and now and now I, I don't have a problem running through the reds because I did it for 200 miles or oh, something. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that is wonderful yeah. in and of itself too. Yeah. But yeah. And then Ovando, honestly, Ovando, Montana is super beautiful. It's also highly bear populated, but it's yes. so beautiful. And like, it was just, we ran on gravel roads. There's some gravel roads back there and it's just your surrounded by like these small lakes and it's just, man, you just, all of a sudden you're like, this is so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think Ennis is hard to beat too. And this is just like so special to me. I know. And like, that's towards the end too. You're like, I'm I'm getting closer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like we ran past this ranch called the Durham family ranch and they've been ranching in Ennis Mm -hmm. for three generations. And, um, my friend Tori, it's her family's ranch and, um, Tori and her brother lost their mom to cancer. Okay like a couple of years ago. And so I strategically planned the route to run by their ranch. Yeah. And like ended up running with Tori, ended up like hanging out with her dad and uh. like hanging out with these ranchers. And it was like this very Montana, like Montana run moment. Like yeah. it was like yeah. the vision I had in my head of this run came together with a rancher and a daughter and a family affected by cancer at the base of the Sphinx. Oh my and goodness. And you're just like, yeah. this is insane. You know, and I just run up and I just run up to the ranch homestead and I'm like, hi guys, it's Becca. And they're like, hi. And like the dogs come meet you and you're like, you want some water? Sure. And then we ran on like her childhood. I'm going to, I might get teary eyed, but we ran on her childhood road and she just got to think about her mom, you know, and she's running next to her grandma's house and she's running next to the road she drove every day to school on. And we're running with the intention of like confronting some of the emotional pain that cancer can cause. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. while enjoying like the beautiful state of Montana and experiencing pain in our bodies, which oddly is healing. Yeah. And it was just like a really cool moment and cool to see like Rancher Todd be a part of it and be like, you ran from Canada? What? You know, this rancher dude be like, man, you're pretty tough. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty yeah, tough. He's but... like, I couldn't do it. And you're like, well, yeah, but you do tougher things. So yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to, yeah, to get to that point too. And there's like, you you have your reasons and there's so much purpose behind what you're doing too, but to wrap it together for somebody else who's gone through that too. Because yeah. your your mom has battled leukemia, Yeah, right? Yeah. For quite a while. Well, 
Yes and no. So she was in remission. And so I planned this whole run. Yeah. It's so crazy because I wanted to give up so many times when I was planning this run. I couldn't get sponsorships. My training wasn't going well. I was like recovering from overtraining syndrome. Instead of eight months of training, I had five. Like all these excuses I could have made. But the real hangup was like a financial sponsor for the run. It cost money to drive a van. Like, And um, the people at 406 Agave sat me down and were like, hey, this is really cool. Would you like to, can we be a part of this? Mm -hmm. And Peyton, um, who started it, his dad um, had a history with cancer. And so cancer in a way like has connected a lot of people in a really beautiful way. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I really want to do, like, I really want to be a part of this run. Let's do it. And I was like, great. Sounds good. But I got that a week before the start day. Really? Yeah. So I had announced the run already. I had a crew. I had a van. I had done all the planning. I had some like shoes from a local company and like um, Arcteryx was nice enough to give me some gear, some nice technical running gear. And I just needed money for gas. Like I literally needed, like, and I had like a a savings like with it, but I just, it costs money to do this kind of thing. And like, you, you got to eat food and Mm -hmm. you know, it, you just, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a month. Yeah. Exactly. In a van. Like, (laughs) yeah. Take a month off of work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, the van's diesel. So you factor that into and you're just like, okay. (laughs) Um, so I wasn't even sure I was going to pull off the run until a week before it started. Okay. And finally, like, it was like, Hey Becca, we'd love to be a part. Let's do this. Like, I believe in you. Let's go. And I Mm -hmm. was like, Oh my gosh, the nine last nine months just make complete sense. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to tie in my mom's, um, fight with acute myeloid leukemia. Um, into the run because during her treatment, I would go run, I'd sneak onto the U of U track and like go run at the track at night or run through the trails behind her hospital. Yep. And running was like kind of the saving grace for me during her leukemia treatment. And we were in Salt Lake for over a year and we did four rounds of chemo. We did a bone marrow transplant. We did a hundred days in intensive care and then a hundred days of outpatient care. And I almost lost her multiple times. And and I was 26 at the time and I was a primary caregiver. Okay. So I like quit my job and like moved down to Salt Lake and spent a year in a hospital with her. Wow. Because my you know, I'm the oldest of six kids and my dad's got a ranch in Wyoming that he had to manage at the yep. time. And yep. um and I was it. I was the only person that could do it. Wow. You know, oldest kid. Yep. I've got a degree in cell biology and neuroscience. I work in the ER. Like, of course it's gonna be me. Like yeah. this makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And that was really hard for me. And then aside from my, like seeing my mom struggle and almost be on the brink of death, like for a couple months and like Mm -hmm. almost die multiple times and like rushing her to ERs and allergic reactions and graft versus host disease, like uh, running was the answer for me. Yeah. And I still had a lot of that pain and grief on the inside that I needed to make sense of up until like 30 days ago. (laughs) 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 So I like came up with this run because I was like, I need something that's going to match the mental and emotional pain on a physical level. Mm -hmm. And a run through the home state just seemed to be like the right, the right ticket for that. Like difficulty and beauty and yeah. Ups and downs and trials and and mental breaks and physical challenges. And, Mm -hmm. and I, and it just seemed like a really cool way to also honor everything my mom had been through. Yeah. And to through running as a metaphor, recreate like what cancer patients go through Mm -hmm. and the challenges they face and then share that with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and then invite other people affected by cancer along the way if they wanted to join. Yeah. And I had like some really amazing people join me for the run. And like, it was so cool to see, like, you know, we'd pull up to a campground and the camp host would be like, you're late. It's not, you can't clock in. And we'd be like, kind of be like, hey, she just ran 32 miles, dude. Like, come on, catch us a break. It's for a mom with cancer. And he'd be like, hold on, I'll be right back. And yeah. give us like the best spot. And he's like, yeah. and then be like, my wife is a cancer survivor. And yeah, like, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just created this connection. Yeah. And, um, you know, in our, my experience with cancer was really cool because it was maybe the most beautiful thing that's ever happened in my life is my mom's diagnosis. Because mm-hmm. it just gives you such amazing perspective of life and like, Hey, you only got this much time back there. You better do what you want to do. Like make it epic. Mm -hmm. Like just make it epic. Like just take, grab life by the horns, go for it. And like, don't listen to that voice inside. That's like, Hey, you can't do this. What are you doing? You're not an athlete. You're just a little girl. Like, like you're you're going to run through Baron Fest in Montana. Like, yeah, right. What are you going to do? Like, (laughs) no, you're not. Like, it's like, no, I'm not listening to that. And like, I just, listen to like the more quieter, bigger voice on the inside. That's like, you're limitless. Like you can do anything you want, Mm -hmm. make it epic, do good. And like, just like dominate whatever you do and have fun while you do it and invite other people along the way. Because when you can share that mindset with other people, you're like making the world a better place, which which I think is like a huge important thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like tapping into that too. And for anybody to be like, yeah, because we're all going to go through this. Yeah. Like it's inevitable, whether yep. it's cancer or something else, like everyone's going to experience that, whether themselves or in their family or yep. friends, like it's going to impact us. So these little lessons in the big scheme of things are really important. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so <laughs> I had planned for nine months and three days before the start of the run, which was my mom's diagnosis date of mm-hmm. June 12th, 2021, right? So I like set it up. So I started the run on the day she was diagnosed with okay. acute myeloid leukemia. I get a phone call from her three days prior to the start. And she's like, hey, I relapsed. I have cancer again. Oh. 60% of my bone marrow is mutated. And I'm like, mom, no. <laughs> you can just keep it together for a month. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, no. So I postponed the start of their one run went down to Wyoming, spent two days with my family before my mom restarted okay. chemo. And we had a really big conversation. And I was like, I just put like 10 months of my life into this project. Mm-hmm. And it's for you and it's for cancer. But if you need me as a caregiver, I'll be there. Like, yep. it's just a run. It can be done another time. And mm-hmm. she was like, you need to do this for you. Like, you need to do this for me. You need to do it for everybody else yeah. that's been affected by cancer or hardship. And like, you need to do it for our family and like, don't quit. Yeah. Like, don't quit just because there's like cancer. doesn't mean you can quit living. I like that. Like your mom too, just to, for her to be able to say that is really incredible because yeah. it'd be like the last person that you would think would say that, Yeah, but to encourage you amidst yeah. it all, it's really powerful. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And in a way that like, I had sacrificed so much of my time and energy and life for her for mm-hmm. that year. And all of a sudden she just gave it all back to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was like, okay. And so then, so I drove back up to Montana, drove to Canada and started the run like the next day. And it was just like every day it was like, I'm running for my mom. Yeah. And she ended up um, getting really sick and having to be in the ICU during the middle of the run. Okay. So there was like a three day break where I didn't run 
I think it was on like day 12. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was crewing me at that time. My youngest brother, he's like 18. <laughs> like <laughs> the whole crew thing. If I do it again, I'll know so much better Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to not like switch crew people every five days yep. or something. But, um, so we drove down to Salt Lake and like, I spent three days in the ICU with her okay. and like, it was such a beautiful experience to be there and not be afraid of her dying mm-hmm. and not be afraid of, you know, losing a family member and because we'd already done it, yeah, you know, and I'd already walked through that challenge mm-hmm. and, you know, and to show up and be like, Hey, like buck up buttercup, like let's get back on the horse, like, you know, yeah. and share, you know, grit and a story of perseverance with her and be like, Hey, we already did this once. Yeah. We're going to do it again. We'll do it again. And like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent three days in the ICU, had a little break from running, <laughs> which wasn't my plan or goal. Like I wanted to run the whole thing consecutively. Yeah. Um, and yeah, started again in Ovando and just kept running. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I'd share like, it was really important to me that people understood like the concepts or the lessons like you were talking yep. about. Yep. And one of one of the big ones, cancer or any life challenge, like cancer is just like a cool like lens to look through for mm-hmm. it, but it's really anything bad that happens. Any challenge could yep. be a death, could be a loss of any kind. Mm-hmm. Like could be you're just having a bad day and you need a little relative readjustment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like you can hold like beautiful things and pain and suffering and hope at the same time. Yeah, And those things can coexist together. Mm -hmm. I can be running through the state of Montana, having the time of my life, getting filled up by like the big sky and like listening to music Mm -hmm. and like just doing the thing I've been wanting to do since I was little. And at the same time, still be getting like phone calls about my mom and like checking in on her and being scared and worried that she might not make it again. Mm -hmm. And like you can hold love and loss in the same hand and it's okay. And that's a really beautiful part of life. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, yeah, just... There was a lot of thinking on the run, a lot of, obviously. A lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah, but a, a lot, lot of, of lessons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just time to do that. That is a, like, it's a really, really unique perspective too. And just to be able to understand that, like, because you're right there, like thinking about it constantly, like, mm-hmm. oh, beauty, like, look at this, mm-hmm. look at the surroundings. And then you get a text message or a phone call yeah. from a family member, yeah. you know, yep. or like pulled back to that. Yep. Back over here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Switching. Yeah. Switching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just being like, and again, like just kind of giving up control. Like there's nothing I can really do and I've already committed to running Mm -hmm. and this is what my mom has asked me to do. So in a way, like me running, whether she makes it or not and whether I miss her death or not, Mm -hmm. me running is the best way I can honor her because she asked me to do it for her. Yeah. And like, that's so cool. I'm like, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing for sure. I like from your mom's perspective, have you talked to her about like, like, yes, she raised you. She's raised all your siblings, like the strength she's gathering from you now, whereas your mom for so long is pouring that strength into you as she's raising you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Have you, did you, have you talked to her about that? I like, mean, a little bit. We kind of like, we've got a pretty strong connection now. And so yeah. we've kind of been like, Hey, like, but yeah, like she, when I visited her, her in the ICU, she had like made she had drawn with like highlighters like these maps of Montana with my mm-hmm. route down it and she's like the Montana run like go Becca go oh. like and I think in a way I'm, I'm gonna get teary eyed I think in a way the run was a really cool outlet for her and it was a beacon of hope and mm-hmm. it was a, a symbol of 
the strength she'd given me mm-hmm. as a mom being expressed and given back to her yeah. and shared with other people at the same time. And I think it like, like she, so after she got out of the ICU, she met me in Ennis and she walked like as much as she could with me. She wanted to do a mile, but she had oh. just spent 14 days in a hospital. And, but it was like, you know, like I saw her and we just like start, started crying. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like you did it. Like, and I'd be like, mom, you did it. And she's like, Becca, you did it. <laughs> and I was like, you made it. She's like, you can walk. And I was like, you can walk. <laughs> like, how are you feeling? I feel great. I'm a little tired. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it was like this really beautiful thing where it was like two women from Montana, like having these different challenges, yeah. but like the grit that I've been, we've been taught and like that's been passed down mm-hmm. was totally relevant. And it was, it was really beautiful to have those parallels. Yeah. Like it, it is <laughs> like, it is like just hearing it. I'm like, look at it. Like, <laughs> no. So many goosebumps um, too, just, just because like those it is so important and it's so important to recognize it. Even if it's small little things in yeah. your day to day, like, yes, those challenges, you can hold those in one hand and you have like all of the good in yeah. the other. And sometimes it's just really easy to focus on all of the challenges yeah. and all the difficulty. Yep. But like, look, you can have these simultaneously and tackle them too. Even for me and listening to it, listening to this more in your story, it's like, yes, running, oftentimes people think running, like you're running away from it, from something. Like what are your, what are your demons, so to speak? Like, yeah. what are you running away from? Yeah. And you're really running straight to it. Yeah. Like big time. Yeah. Like let's just run straight back to it. Yeah. Um, so for you and your mom too, I'm like, it's just really, really beautiful to see that. And I'm like, yeah, for your siblings for those other people too, like they can do it. They yeah. can do it as yeah. well yeah. Like when it comes down to it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's running, you know, 500 miles through Montana or if it's working an extra five hours at a shift yeah. that you don't want to do, or yeah. if it's taking care of, you know, a kid or, mm-hmm. or, you know, just being a bigger person in an argument, like yeah. hey, whatever it is, you can puck up. You can do it. Buck up, buttercup. Yeah, buck up, buttercup. Let's go. Like I had a running box. (laughs) This is, I like, so one of the things I did is I had a box of all my running gear and I literally wrote like buck up, buttercup, like get back on the horse. Like, like, come on. Like we don't quit. We don't quit, Bex. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. And like, yeah. And those kind of mantras, like they totally help you. Mm -hmm. And, And I think Montana in particular has something so beautiful about the Western way of life and like the grit and the hardship and that the people at homesteaded here had to endure and Mm -hmm. that my family has had, and that got passed down to me. And, um, and I think it's a really cool tool. And I think it's, if you can share that concept with other people of like endurance and and grit, yeah, it can help people through whatever their challenge might be. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. (laughs) Like that too. It's like, like, yeah, that, that portal, we were talking about it earlier too. It's like, yeah, go through this portal and then everything opens up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have this different perspective mm-hmm. and you're keying into those experiences mm-hmm. that you're having. So a lot of people think, oh, just it's just about adventure. I was like, it, that's far from it. Yeah. Like these adventures teach us so much. Yeah. And if you look at cancer as an adventure yeah. too, it's like, that totally flips the script. Yeah. 
yeah. as well. Yep. It's like, this is what we're tackling yeah. right now. Yeah. Like cancer is a beautiful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like you get all of a sudden life means more in yeah. the blink of an eye with yeah. cancer. Yep. All of a sudden when you like you're faced with the reality of losing someone you love or losing your own life, life means more mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It's scary and beautiful at yeah. the same time, but it's a really like, it's a, it's a special, and I kind of view it as like almost a sacred perspective where you're towing the line between life and death every day. Mm-hmm. And if you can have gratitude and walk through it with like hope and grit and gratitude, it doesn't matter what the outcome is Yeah, because you've walked through it with the right attitude about it and the right perspective about it. And you've taken the opportunity that could have been full of fear and mm-hmm. terror and bitterness and you've chosen forgiveness and love and care and to cherish the moments you do have. Yeah. And and then if you do that, it doesn't really matter if you make it or not, or you know, if the patient lives or dies. Like mm-hmm. you've gotten to live life and you've gotten to use the experience in the right way. Yeah. 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 And and running is the same thing. Like a challenge through running, it's not about you proving yourself, it's about you losing yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's about Absolutely. you being refined by it and and getting rid of your ego and not being because if you try and like you were saying, like try and go out and be, I'm gonna dominate this mountain. I'm mm-hmm. gonna crush this race. Like, watch me crush this downhill segment. Like whatever. Like you have fun. Like that's yeah. it's not gonna work. You're never gonna last in the long run. But if you can go out there and use it, use running in the mountains and a physical challenge to allow yourself to lose the parts of yourself that aren't mm-hmm. working for you anymore. And you can be refined by it. And like, you know, yeah. you're not running away from anything, but I, I like to say I, I run into things like yeah. I'm running to the inside and like, it, it can be like a really like revolutionary process and, and you can change. And, yep. and I totally feel changed from my run too. Like <laughs> I just a not that I'm a different person, but I'm more refined. Yeah. Like the parts of me that weren't really beautiful or the parts of me that weren't really great. Mm-hmm. There was no room for them there. <laughs> and I left them along the side of the road yeah. and like they can stay there because I'm, yeah, it's just it's oh. better without them. Yeah. Just the, yeah, that process to like day in and day out and just going like straight at it, head first into, um, and not a lot of people will get like, a month to do that, but look for those opportunities. Yes. You saw a a whole bunch of them in a month, but you see them day in and day out when you go on a run or you have a conversation with your mom or you hear how your mom's handling this circumstance too. I'm like, those are, those are really important to key into. Mm -hmm. It's almost sometimes too, it's like you almost wish you could journal while you're running, but you can't. So you just have to think about it. (laughs) You can voice voice memo, (laughs) I suppose. But I, I think the time to spent in doing that over, um, I was, I was saying to a buddy the other day, it's like, um, when you run certain trails, you have like these memories and you'll Mm. hit that trail again and you'll have like, you'll key into that. You'll remember like three years ago when you went through this section and you saw a bear, whatever it was, you know, um, or just to be a really beautiful morning. But I'm like, that's what running does over and over and over again is like, you just key, key into those beautiful moments too. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you get to think about your mom. I do. I remember you coming through the rut finish and I was like, and I knew a bit about your mom too. And I knew how heavy that was like, just to like finish the rut. 
And she was um, there. Yeah, and she was there. Like That's I'm the whole like, reason I signed up for were, the rut. <laughs> you were blazing to your mom. I'm like, I'm like, and that's really important. Like just to go through it. Yes, it is. It's a silly race, like when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. but it's so important on multiple levels mm-hmm. um, too. But um, for you too, and your perspective, um, yeah. What are what are? I know you shared a bit about the learnings and all of that, but like. What are some of the other little intricate details that you could pass on to people that maybe help them in their day to day or when they experience cancer yeah. in their family or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, I think, I think it's, you, you have to be authentic with yourself mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. You can't have any like BS yeah. with yourself because the moment you start lying to yourself is the moment you start lying about life as you see it. And Mm -hmm. if you really want to experience life and you really want to show up authentically for it, you have to start with showing up authentically for yourself and truly being like, do I like who I am? Can Mm -hmm. I refine something? Am I being nice right now? Do I not have the time or do I just don't want to talk to them? You know, and just being really honest with why you do what you do and what got you there mm-hmm. and seeing if you can start over with some of the habits that you have in life. And I know that sounds, it's like, how does that connect to cancer? But it, you know, like, how do I interact with other people yeah. and and why? Like where, what's the basis of this interaction? Is it because I want something from them? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm trying to prove something or is it because I'm here and I authentically know myself well enough to present something and my goal is to ultimately give something away? Yeah. And if you can do the la- the latter, it's like so beautiful and life means more. Mm-hmm. And then you can walk through cancer because you're not operating off of selfish motives, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that perspective and looking at yourself and giving yourself some grace too. Yeah. Yep. Like two months off, like that's a hard thing yeah. for endurance athletes to do. Yeah. That's a hard thing for any individual to do, even if fitness isn't a part of their lives, like to give themselves that, that rest to, to recover and then train the way you know you should. Yeah. Yeah. And giving people grace is such a good one. Like people are going to mess up, you know, like my crew, every day. like I messed up trying to like (laughs) medic, like manage the crew while I was like trying to run 24 miles a day and like trying to eat food and sleep at the same time. And I was like this, sorry, I just Mm -hmm. like, I didn't run most days until 1 p.m. Yeah. Because that's how long it would take for us to get going. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I'm just going to give myself grace. It's okay. As long as I have daylight, we're fine. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's 7 a.m. I don't 1 need PM to be in a fine. rush. Yeah. Yeah. And being like, oh, you don't, you don't want to run the whole 20 miles? That's fine. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. And like, because if you can't give yourself grace, you'll never get past the shame of failure. Mm-hmm. But if you understand when you don't achieve something you want to do, that it would be more detrimental to focus on that negativity instead yeah. of being like, I can't, I can't today, but I will tomorrow. And, and I've proven to myself I can't today. Yeah. And like the only times I stopped running were uh, one, because it got dark. Two, I had a crew member that had to leave. And so I was crewless. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there was like a couple crew gaps. Um, so I could only run like 16 miles instead of like yeah. 24. Yeah. And, um, and when I was certain it would be more detrimental to keep going yep. or my body was just like, Hey, like stop, like yeah. stop. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Like 
I was cramping on both like glutes going up a hill after 32 miles. And I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. Like, I think I'm done. I think I did enough today. There's no reason to keep going. Yep. But every day it was like, I, I've reached the the limit and, and I, I don't even know where I was going with this, but like, it's really cool what you can do when you give yourself grace because you can actually achieve a lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because if I would have kept pushing. Stop for those four extra miles, you're going to make those four miles up tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Yep. Like you'll make them up tomorrow. Yeah. Then some. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's uh, a piece to like that ad- adaptation and that understanding. Yes, physically, your body is adapting to running every single day, mm-hmm. but probably more so your mind is adapting to um, how you are becoming a better person Mm -hmm. or becoming a stronger individual Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I was like, it totally plays in um, to that kind of rest piece. Yeah. Rest and grace, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is like, for me, the antithesis of what I think I need to be better, but Mm -hmm. it it really is like what I need to be better at is that, you know? And yeah. No, it's really phenomenal. Um, Truly like, yes, Thank you for being there for your mom and your family and for people that are going through so much too. It's a huge inspiration. Um, and thanks for just sharing what you've gone through because anyone, as they learn more about themselves, it's really important to then, yeah, get to share that with somebody. And so for you to be able to share it with, on this podcast, we're really, really appreciative of your time um, and your story. And I think you should do it again. Really? Yeah. I'm like, or maybe break, break it up and let people do yeah. sections. Yeah. That's a big undertaking though, too. So maybe a I've couple years. I've already done years. it once. You've already, I've done, already, already done it once. <laughs> I, like how could right. it get harder? It's like, there's already a template. <laughs> it's already a template Like there. I've already made the route. Like yeah. I've already done it once it's and I already know all the stops along the way. Like, like, so if anybody wants to go do yeah. it, just get a hold of Becca <laughs> Yeah, and the plan is there, yeah. but there's a lot of meaning behind it and there's a reason for it. And um, tr- truly like a wonderful example too, of just like grit and determination and grace. Um, Thanks. and I love that rest is wrapped in there too. I, I think that's really cool that you found that. And I think for a lot of endurance folks, that will be really helpful as well. It's like, yeah, rest, yeah. do it. Um, it's good for you. So, but yeah, um, keep us posted yeah. on your mom's progress <laughs> and, um, We'll keep talking to you in the future, but thanks, Becca. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome.